Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guest on the show, oh boy, it's a good one. It's David Kitt. David Kitt of the band David Kitt and New Jackson, who's up for Choice Prize for Irish Album of the Year 2017, which will be revealed in March. He's got a new album coming out as David Kitt. It's called Use. He's already released a single slash EP on 10-inch called Still Don't Know. It's uh, the, the title track uh, features on the album and it also is on this EP and it's so good. And I think the album is can be really, really good as well. If you don't know the backstory about it, well, maybe you've already heard it because he released it for a week at the start, as in the first week of 2017. He just put it up on Bandcamp because he had been talking about releasing it for a while and he was open and said it's only going to be up for a week if you want to buy it, get it now before he took it down. He talks in the podcast about maybe working on one or two things and being happy that it's actually getting a full, proper, like, vinyl release with All City Records. Uh, it's out on March 9th on All C- Dublin's All City Records, which is probably more known for its dance DJ stuff. New Jackson's album came out on All City. So he has a really good relationship with it. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. And I'm also, well, I was going to say I'm looking forward to seeing him live, but I already saw him live um, at Quarter Block Party a couple of weeks ago. He was playing the Slumber Show. It was after midnight, after midnight in a perfect world. It's one of my favorite New Jackson songs. It was after midnight in Driscoll Christchurch. Anamika Bishop was... Uh, on support and Nick Garris a dancer was there as well before David Kitt played about 40 a 40 minute show I think um it was really really nice and it was it was almost out of the blue because I had just kind of come from the amp venue where David Kitt is playing on March 9th in Cork City we're just kind of like this nightclub and they were just gearing up for the kind of the club event of uh quarter block party and so we came to Driscoll Christchurch and it's just so much more relaxed. I was afraid I was going to fall asleep in my pew, but uh, Anamika and David and Nick just did a really, really great job. So this interview was recorded the day after that. It was recorded early on a Sunday, and hopefully you'll enjoy the chat. Uh, David has a couple of um, dates coming up in Ireland uh, over the next couple of weeks. So I'll just read them out before we get to the interview. Clears Theatre in Kilkenny on March 9th, Amp in Cork City on March 10th, De Barres in Clonagilty on March 11th, my favourite venue in the country, Roisin Dove in Galway on March 23rd, Upstairs at Dolan's in Limerick on March 31st, Button Factory in Dublin on April 6th, Spirit Store in Dundalk on April 8th, Borderline in London, oh well that's not Ireland but I'll keep going, April 18th and Eaglin in Manchester on April 19th, so definitely get along one of those if you can if not buy the album use it's out march 9th on all city records and the choice prize i think is going to be announced that week too so it's quite a good week well hopefully it'll be quite a good week for david i think the new jackson is one of my tips it was one of my favorite albums the last year so hopefully hopefully yeah he has a great week and here's a chat with david hope you enjoy thanks again for listening if you've been listening to the point of everything uh, tell a friend they might enjoy the chats so 
You're down in Cork for Quarter Block Party. Is this your first show of the year? Um, it's my second show of the year. First show was in uh, the Harbour Bar in Bray uh, last Wednesday. But yeah, so first, to be honest, it's kind of the first show of the new, of the new kind of, um, the new show, which is, yeah, kind of a first one. It was kind of a deadline for getting some new stuff together and a new configuration of the, of the live show. So yeah, it's kind of the first proper one, really. So like you were playing uh, by yourself, but kind of with loads of equipment and there was a lot of kind of, uh, not sa- soundscapes is the word, it was the first word that came to mind. I don't know what you'd call them, kind of a backing track, yeah. I suppose, of stuff. Is that what the plan is? Just like your solo show augmented by all of these kind of sounds that you've accumulated? Um, yeah, it's it's a, I suppose, rather than just kind of press and play and having a like a backing track kind of karaoke version the idea is to have uh, like triggering more machines live and you kind of just mix it on the fly as you're going on stage and um, and then everything's kind of clocked by a master clock so you can kind of loop stuff with the amp you can loop stuff with the synths and kind of jam over it and the, sh- the rest of the show will have Margie Lewis playing violin and singing and her stuff all kind of synced up with mine as well so I just did this one on my own to kind of, yeah, just for the challenge of trying to do a solo show and uh, do something a little bit different for this one show. You, you still feel like it's important to challenge yourself sort of thing to do this? Yeah, to, well, to feel, to, to, yeah, I think you, you, I definitely got into, I had a set that I was doing maybe for two or three years and you have to then kind of find a way to, yeah, to... I suppose keep yourself on your toes and make sure you're giving yourself the opportunity for accidents to happen and kind of stuff that you hadn't planned as you know as well as stuff that maybe is a bit more rehearsed and you know kind of nailed down but um I don't know yeah I suppose I like the idea it probably comes from doing the, some of the new Jackson stuff where I have like a lot of the synths running live and I'm kind of mixing um myself you have to you know you have to kind of let stuff run and but also you don't really want to be too caught up in in the machines because you need to be able to play the guitar and sing as well uh, so it's getting that balance right and i think yeah last night it actually felt just about right like i had enough i could keep on top of it on top of it without it looking too like fussy you know like where that i was like kind of too distracted by the machines and pressing buttons and kind of like so yeah it's it's getting there it's it's um it's exciting i'm really looking forward to the 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 year of gigs now like with this stuff because it was the first one where i actually went you know like we i did a couple and i just made it too difficult like last year made it too difficult from the technical side and you just don't get a chance to really get stuck into playing then you know so doing david kit shows yeah well i did one at um it was actually a Mona Low show, which is a thing that myself and Margie Lewis do at, at uh, it was at um, Sounds from Safe Harbor, and that was just like t- spinning five plates at the same yeah. time, and it was just like, oh come on, this is. You're I was making, there for that. Yeah, and I was actually was, counting the key. I think it was five like keyboards. Or yeah, machines that you two, had around yourself. It was ridiculous. It? it was just silly. Um, but it, then it there, worked really well in the second last rehearsal, and it all came together, and it was like. But it was one of those things where you're kind of during the gig, it's like you had the 
the map got you there like two times ago but then it's like st- all the coordinates got shifted off and yeah. we were both looking at each other going shit how do we get out of this but uh, it when it works it works i think it's just yeah it's getting that balance where it's not too techy but um you know like someone i remember going to see like final fantasy years ago and he he could do that looping thing without ever drawing attention to the to the gimmick of it or something which for other, certain other people it's kind of like check me out i'm layering up this and that you know and it's just it, it takes over whereas he used it cleverly to kind of just augment the tracks at certain points and create dynamics and but he always made sure that his vocal and his main violin part was kind of center stage you know so it was all happening with his feet but he made it seem quite seamless so it's trying to get that you know where you you're doing quite a lot of stuff on the fly whether it's with like tapping controllers and stuff with your feet but it's not um your brain doesn't hurt too much while you're doing it <laughs> is it only like when you're on stage in front of an audience that you realize like oh, i have way too much stuff here i can't do it all um i think that gig at sounds from a safe harbor was just that was the, the i just learned something that time yeah like with the new jackson stuff i i kind of have a lot going on but i'm I have a headset microphone and everything's right in front of me so i'm kind of just live mixing and i don't have it's quite easy to get get around it you know and have that like have six or seven elements that i can dub up and drop things out and that's generally feeling control of that but it's yeah when you start getting into having to uh play and sing as well as all that it's yeah, it's mm. it's just it's just a tr- just getting the balance right but i think it's really getting there and, and the gig last night was one of those uh, relief moments because i really actually really enjoyed it and yeah it's i'm excited now about where it can go because it's kind of seeing all right i could see the possibilities for it okay so you're kind of like not workshopping it but you're kind of like i can i can take these parts and i can meld them to this new idea sort of thing you're you're kind of still working on it working through it yeah completely well it was a deadline like I knew I had to do a 40 minute set last night and it was like get X amount of new stuff together and I was playing stuff that's not even on the use album it's for the record that's going to be after that so like um, the plan with the next kind of year is to kind of workshop and write and finish that record on the road as part of the live show and then you know it'll be road tested and by the time I go to record the actual vocals and guitar I'll have played the songs live and i'll be working on the the electronic it'll be more electronic than use i think it's kind of and it'll be kind of maybe tougher sound record or something but um in parts i mean you could probably hear some of that last night but it's uh yeah it is it's it is kind of like workshopping i suppose or you know live like developing something as as you go um do, do you kind of see it all like the new jackson stuff and kind of this new david kids I, I keep saying david kid i know yeah, it's your name but I kind of put, that's the yeah. the act like do you see it kind of pushing together as one sort of thing or are you wary of keeping them separate um i probably was at first and there was a definite sense there was a definite like effort to keep new jackson really like autonomous or something but now that i'm releasing both on all city um, and it's kind of all under one roof um, and now that I'm starting to see the influence of the electronic stuff back on the live show of of like the David Kidd stuff, it's kind of like it, it doesn't. I'm not really that 
pushed. Like I'm not going to make a massive effort one way or the other. I just guess I just put out the records and put do the shows and whatever people want. You know, whatever connections or associations mm. or whatever. Like it's ultimately just, um, you know, you. I divide my time in the studio probably between four or five different projects and different kind of uh, approaches or and some I don't necessarily sit down and go okay today I'm going to write a new Jackson tune or something I mean I do at times but there are times when you're on deadlines and you're right doing stuff for a specific label or a specific release but um, also it doesn't work like oh I have this song I'm just try and ship it out to a label um, it's no. like they come to you like looking for no, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. I think you have to sow the seeds most of the time with, with labels in terms of yeah. The, I, I'm not really at the stage where uh, a couple of labels have come knocking, but you know I think the relationships I've built up are more. The doors open, you know. If you've got it to send this, send it, and we'll have listen, and they do, you know. So like it's I'm lucky that way in the sense that at least they listen, and mm. it doesn't always fit with. What I thought, it you know, I, there's certain times when I send tunes to people and I think, oh, they love this, and they kind of, they go, oh no, we don't like that one. We heard this other one recently, or there was someone played me. You know, they you never really know what people are like second guessing what people are gonna like or like. I didn't think that use was necessarily um, an all city record at all, but um, that's not what Olin thinks. So it's <laughs> like you know, it's a. Uh, it's not really for me to say, yeah. Were, were you kind of at kind of a low ebb or, or something along those lines when you initially released Use, like put it up on Bandcamp as a, for one week only? Yeah. Like, were you just planning on just getting it out there? And like, if people want to listen, they can listen. Were you kind of disillusioned with? No, I wasn't stuff? at a low ebb at all or, or disillusioned. I was, it was more a case of just not having time to dedicate not or time or resources really to dedicate uh any um to really like put much effort into the release other than i you know i spent a lot of time recording and mixing it and put a lot of my own money into studio time buying equipment whatever it was got it properly mastered in the same place in bristol uh that does all the all the new jackson stuff and um it was only when I got it back from the mastering that I kind of went, do you know what, this is actually, like I, I kind of believed in the record maybe as a thing that was viable to, there were a couple of people who told me, oh, you should send it to this person, that person. And then there was a bit of feedback and there was a bit of interest from some labels, but I was working with Olin on the New Jackson stuff with All City and I just kind of played it for him and just said, listen, would you be into help me out? doing a small vinyl run or something like it probably wouldn't fit on all city and um and he got back and said he really loved the record and was kind of was up for putting it out on all city so that was a leap from all i really wanted to do was just get it out there in a small way to uh to give something to the people who have been coming to the gigs for years and kind of knew those songs. We're talking about a, a very small group of people, but they were they were looking for a record. 
I was like, I just need to get something out and get these songs done and finished so I can move on to the next bunch. Um, so it wasn't really low ebb or disillusioned or anything like that. It was more just I was kind of occupied with the new Jackson stuff. I was happy with where that was going and I was happy to focus my time and energy on that in a kind of more like do gigs, make a living kind of uh kind of more traditional professional whatever the word is way whereas it, i wasn't concerned with um use being like a hit record or any of that or it, there was no pressure for it to be a certain way or have singles or um it's just a collection of songs that i was like yeah cool it'd be nice if i could press up maybe 300 vinyl or something and shift them through my band camp or whatever but so yeah it's kind of just turned into you know a proper thing now in its own kind of small enough way but it's um yeah it's 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 just nice to it's out there i guess yeah properly put out properly nice artwork the record sounds really good and i get to do singles with b-sides and you know just that's a lot of fun just you know a lot of instrumental stuff that's sitting on the hard drive and get to finish some of those ideas tidying them up and so yeah that's all been super positive it's not yeah it's it's it is probably yeah a significant like different it's significantly better than what i had envisaged for the record already so yeah, ultimately there's very low expectations you know yeah. <laughs> set your expectations yeah. low and you can't be disappointed <laughs> yeah was like what were the expectations for new jackson were you expecting it to kind of get as much um like positivity and acclaim as it has gotten no not at all really um i think initially i I didn't and then like i didn't at all i did it kind of anonymously i, I started putting tracks up in soundcloud and it was just like got a, a real strong reaction from people i knew even who didn't know it was me but like that's dublin you're gonna get found out of course yeah you can keep a secret yeah so um and then yeah it's just kind of uh like yeah it's kind of like i've done a lot of things that i w never thought i would have done like you know i played panorama bar done a border room thing primavera lots of really great gigs um and released on you know permification hevern and all this like relationships that are ongoing and doing stuff with all cities so it's yeah it's it's i'm I'm thrilled. I mean, it's not. It's uh, it's gone again beyond the expecta initial expectations for it. Um, it's just like going with the new Jackson stuff. Like, was was that something that you got into like after the Night Watchman back in two thousand and nine, or were you always kind of into dance music? The Night Saver. Oh yeah, no, the yeah, what did I call it? the Night Watchman. The oh, night. Sorry. <laughs> the night. I didn't uh, look at my notes. The yeah, like. It's it's always there, been there. Like I like on my first record, even like small moments or or the first release I put out before that was, you know, nine oh nine, eight oh eight, three oh three, all the kind of like a software kind of version, you know, coming out the headphone output of an old Mac computer into my little eight track, and um and I've like I've so many four track cassettes of instrumental electronic stuff from like my late teens you know through to my 20s so it's it's always been there it's kind of like i mean you can hear it on the records i think 
there's stuff on the first two albums that is like is so close i think to what the new jackson sound yeah. is but um so it's not it's quite a natural evolution i think with the night saver definitely there's like a couple of tracks like nobody leaves on the night saver which is quite has a kind of quite traditional chicago mr fingers kind of housey sound or something um and yeah you could hear that creeping through a bit I and mean, then people actually fish got deep down here picked up on that that tune like jesus man you got gone all housey or whatever and and they did an edit of it and so there was yeah there was spitty walker before new jackson as well that was kind of going from about 2006 which was kind of a gateway in some ways to the sound of where new jackson ended up um so yeah it's all it's kind of always been there really i've always done dabbled and never really played much of it for anyone because you kind of just I just didn't think it was that it was good enough to share with other people really like do you think that anyone will be like oh he's he's gone all electric David Kitt or electronic David Kitt you know like you've you've played like solo shows kind of through the years like it's never kind of stopped for like yeah. a period of time like doing the bars I know I've seen you there like in 2014 or 15 or yeah. something and it's just like do you think people are going just for acoustic David Kitt sort of thing or do you think people are like open to the idea of like new the new sounds and the new i, I mean i like i don't really care too much but it's ultimately there's always been like a reassuring kind of core like core element of people who kind of have been there for a lot of the journey and they're the kind of people that you would end up sitting next to at a party at four in the morning or like, you know, or, or there's someone that you could happily meet in the smoking area and have a chat or something. And they get it or something, you know, and they kind of see, they join the dots in a way that you go, okay, they get it or whatever. But, you know, you're not really there for it to make, it's not really my job to make sense of it all or to, make it palatable in any particular way i guess you just like you know there's times when you know that you're coasting a bit and you're not you're not maybe playing to your full potential or you're not um getting the most out of yourself but i can't i can from my point of view in the last kind of three or four five years creatively it's going well it's going really well so like i can't when you have that feeling, I suppose you actually don't really, you don't yeah. care what anyone thinks. You kind of believe in it yeah. enough to the point where you just kind of go, when I get up on stage, I know I believe in this stuff and that translates. And then you'll only ever get people coming up who I think have maybe been with you along the way and they're kind of going, you're not, you didn't really believe in that when you were up there. And they kind of go, do you know what, you're right. You know, whereas I'm not getting that as much these days. I think there's like just a general sense of actually, you know, it's been, a, it's definitely been a, you know, you have to work hard to get to feel that way. Um, you have to work a lot harder to, to, to really believe in it. I think sometimes and, and um, that works all going on, you know, behind the scenes. So when you get up there, it's, uh, it's kind of exciting to, to share it and to be doing it. Um, when you know that you're kind of coasting, whether on stage or with a new song or something, like how do you snap yourself out of it? Is it just kind of challenging yourself again or is it 
like going back to the drawing board yeah i think it's like sharpening your tools and all that kind of like you know trying to improve you know trying to um like change your listening habits and change your playing habits rehearsing more yeah like change like for keeping things fresh um yeah it's like you know it's 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 not always life gets in the way you know what i mean so like there's just times when you you have a bit of a a clear run on it i suppose you know and then yeah and you get to do what you love doing and to like the best of your ability and that's that's you know that's not going to happen at all times you might you know get two years here or you might get two months here or two days here or whatever but like yeah i guess it's uh you know it's yeah i mean to get back to the original point it's just like yeah it's not really um it's not really up to me to make it all make cozy sense and fit into different categories and boxes and label easy clear labels you know everything just kind of morphs into goes swings back and forth and you have to let it you know i mean i think i did have an initial intention that i was going oh I'm gonna, i want to go more like stripped down acoustic and kind of more completely played and no electronics with the with my singer songwriter stuff or whatever but I was like, no, I actually now want to put on a proper show that's really dynamic and be able to make some noise and have the beats kind of come up to match the noise and then kind of drop right down to yeah. getting quiet again. And, and just, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's constantly changing, you know. I'd love to have the courage to go out someday and just do a gig, a gig with me and just an acoustic guitar, but I just find it so boring. I, after Dude. about three songs, I'd go, oh my God, this is... I would hate to be sitting in the audience right mm. now, you know. So. so, so you're not like into acoustic singers. I know, no, I get other people can do it. Like, I mean, I could happily go and see, um, like, yeah, like Bill Callahan or someone's playing with an acoustic guitar because he's got such good songs and such good lyrics, and um, or like I'd go and see Neil Young with playing an acoustic guitar or whatever, you know, but. Um, you have to pay top dollar. Yeah, to see yeah. that. Idea. Yeah, but you know there are people. There are there are plenty. You know people can do it. Like Lisa O'Neill can do it. You know, um, mm, yeah. Gillian Welsh can do it. You know, it's like with David Rawlings maybe or something. But like, yeah. No, I just get bored. I'd like get bored for people. I'd be I'd be like. You see, like the possibilities for where the songs can go, and it's like why kind of limit them with just an acoustic guitar well i just think they need it's not about it's they're not so much about the the song a lot of the time you know it's like it's just like the song is kind of more a vehicle for other things around it or you know do you get that listening back to like the older stuff i know you said that you kind of feel like the electronics run through it but like listening back to some of the older stuff you kind of like why would anybody want to listen to this when they could listen to you know the new songs or something which have a lot more going on um or or, or do you feel like oh these songs are actually class like of my own stuff yeah no like i don't think like that i just i just um like no i go i go through points where i cringe about uh, with stuff if i heard something i'd done in the past um, and then you go through points where you're almost detached enough to hear it, you know, all a bit more removed or something. Yeah, like kind of more objectively or something. 
and little things that you did that you would have done back then that you would never do now that you kind of go oh there's something you know like and i'm not there's nothing there's one or two songs that maybe i wish i hadn't released but apart like most of it i'm kind of going oh yeah i'm happy that that's out in the world because there was a lot of agonizing to begin with about sharing it with anyone so it's like you know when it gets through that filter it generally goes the distance in terms of my take on it you know and but like i don't know it's nice having spotify stuff like that where which i never thought i'd say because i hated it when it came out but (laughs) but it is actually quite cool having this chronology of releases and it's a nice tidy way of having a certain amount of your back catalogue and people getting to kind of see trace you know if you're like a 19 year old kid now who finds a like mac demarco or something and then they go on spotify and there's all five of mac demarco's yeah. albums or like a curve file or something like that you know you can kind of when you find someone you get a whole bunch of stuff the whole story quite quickly which is very different to the way i would have grown up listening to music and both have their merits, but it's for me, it's nice, you know, like with the new record, having the singles up on Spotify and all the B-sides and, you know, you're meeting people at gigs like, oh, I really like that instrumental B-side. And that that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago if it was just a 10 inch or yeah. something, you know, because there'd be three people that would have heard it. Um, and now you're getting more interaction with some of the outer reaches of your back catalogue and some of the smaller releases. So, yeah, it's it's kind of, I think... A lot of my friends, even who who are using Spotify, a lot they're they're, like, they're all saying they're listening to more music than ever and more obscure stuff. And I, I wonder how much people actually like fall in love with though, you know, like a new song or something. Because yeah. like I don't know if we all analyze our own listening habits, but I find that I'm kind of going to new releases first of all, and like seeing oh, there's a new like first aid kit, and I've really gotten into that album, but I haven't really gone back yet, and I'm wondering will I just forget about first aid kit sort of thing once you know the new releases have updated and just gonna keep moving on rather than actually discovering some of the older stuff and just being able to to know how to navigate it yeah well it must be tough for you because you you probably doing what you do you have to keep up uh you have to keep refreshing it you know and you have to keep keep up with what's going on so you could have an album in march that you kind of listen to and then you get to your end of year poll or whatever and you're kind of going <laughs> i didn't geez, i didn't write it yeah. i didn't do any lists this year really. yeah right well yeah i mean you know i think yeah yeah i i i'm buying probably buying more records than ever as well and i kind of just going like getting stuff online you go down certain threads kind of of exploration and then going into all city just going doing like more listening post kind of buys um so many great reissue labels and you know like um even even all city all yeah. city putting out the the new the album. queer groove thing yeah yeah, yeah 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 which probably like cover the year like yeah. a non playing yeah song. it's pretty yeah. yeah um but like it's funny i i like the, the the idea of spotify for other people uh discovering your back catalog for some reason there's some ocd part of me that likes the tidiness of it and the chronology and all that and having all the covers and you know it's just something straightforward and it's just the music you know what i mean there's no pictures or blurb or anything it's just the music which but that's it i don't use it and the sound (laughs) sound is a bit like a little bit limited it's the most evil thing (laughs) yeah but it's like you know it's i've definitely got more money than not like big money or anything but more than i ever got from like a 
record sales or anything, you know. Oh, so really? I think it could come around for people, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's all fucked, isn't it? Whatever. <laughs> well, it's, it's early Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if we're going to solve the music industry yeah. ailments at, uh, at this Cork. time. Um, just coming back to the, the new record, and I guess uh, the singles still don't know, it seems like it's kind of a bit of a, a travelogue almost. Were you doing a lot of traveling the past few years? Southeast Asia? It's kind of not really about, uh, it's not exactly, it's more like a dream or something. It's not really supposed to, it's not factual, I suppose, is the, um, like, it was more like a, yeah, like a travel, a travelogue within a dream or something like that. Like not a, like one of those jump cut dreams where you wake up, go back to sleep and you're kind of in and out. Um, so it's more impressionistic. Yeah, it's not really about anything in particular. That I've, yeah, like it's not factual or whatever. Okay. Um, just like, what are the rest of the songs kind of like? Do you see them as kind of a, a nice group together sort of thing that they all kind of complement? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of effort went into the arc of the album. Yeah. Um, it's not like, like a concept. Well, we're not going to go with that lofty with it, but it's... That's it's, probably almost a dirty word. <laughs> sort of thing but it's, you know, like, yeah, like, it's very hard to talk. It's like I was watching the thing with David Lynch recently where he just refuses to answer any questions about what anything means or whatever. And I'm not comparing myself in any way to such a great artist, but it's, uh, but it is very, like, there's, you know, when you do interviews and stuff after an album comes out, you kind of, it's only then that you kind of go oh yeah what's it actually about or but there's a natural arc and a kind of a concept yes like there's something like the way the songs are not super autobiographical they're about a lot of them are about people i know and and impressionistic kind of stuff and there's a lot of stuff about living here and different parts of the country and and kind of going in and out of dublin and coastal and so there's a you know, kind of west, east to west coast within the record and then kind of pulling out of that and kind of more travelogue type stuff. And so there is a journey that goes on in the record, but like, you know, it's very hard for anyone to follow that specific thread that you see in it. So it's pretty open, I, I guess. You know, it's not. Um, was recording it, like, and this is probably going back years now, I guess, um, like, was it kind of similar to New Jackson? I remember you, I think it was in an interview that you said that um, the New Jackson stuff was recorded at night sort yeah. of thing. And I think that sound really comes through on the album. Was this the same with you or did you kind of record it like during the middle of the day and feel like there was a different atmosphere? Um, yeah, well, most of my recordings probably done at night. So um, it's... What's the line that you spend half of the morning trying to wake up, half the evening trying to calm down? You know that <laughs> Bill Callahan line. But I maybe it's a little bit more daytime, but um, it was it was all recorded quite like a lot of it was done very very quickly at the end because I was trying stuff in different studios and then I realized you know what I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna finish this at home and I bought one. A Coles ribbon microphone, which I'd kind of, I'd realized the only reason I'm going into this studio is to use the 
the mics <laughs> you know like and with the greatest respect to some of the engineers that i was working with i was just like why don't i just buy a fucking mic buy that ribbon mic and i can do it then i have three nice mics i have a couple of nice preamps and i can get the sound that i have in my head rather than kind of relying on someone else and and so yeah that's what happened with use i got right to the end i had the mastering booked for the 20th of december which was the last day before christmas so there was no time for corrections it had to be right in the first go and then it was going to go up on Bandcamp on the 1st of january and i'd done it yeah so it but i was literally recording uh i booked it for the so the morning of the 20th i had five songs in sean joseph's inbox in in optimum in bristol and i was still up from the day before uh still doing overdubs on use and sending him track by track as the day <laughs> went on and then it got to about half four and he and i sent him the last track and that so there's an element of that that was the rush to get it done for the bank camp release which happened last year so then i had a full year to tweak it if i wanted to and um, and i did tweak it and then i realized you know what there was something about that when you got that back from the mastering you felt like you you'd done it you felt like you'd finished it it was done and, and um so i kind of went back to that initial instinct and took seven of the original 10 and left them completely unchanged and then three of them one of them made it mine is a completely different version because that was the song i really didn't like off the first version of the first presentation of the of the album or whatever and then two was, was that one of the songs that you like uh, rushed to get to him I just no it was well actually it was in the mix of those two or three that weren't finished yeah but it was just the the vibe of it with the guitar and everything it just sounded like a, like a bad rem song or something i can't remember i just didn't like it and um and i went i just wanted it to be more like finger picky kind of like mississippi john hurt kind of acoustic blues kind of thing so i spent a month basically learning a new style of finger picking and then wrote that arrangement of it um and it's way better i love it now so uh that one and then a couple of little overdubs on two of the tracks that i just wanted it just to augment a little bit so i basically kept all that feeling of the very rushed get it done in a hurry kind of thing of the which i think is part of what i like about the record i suppose and like you don't have expectations for it sort of thing you're just like happy that it's out there it's gotten a proper like release yeah well i guess when there's proper release then it's like there's people spending money to help you promote it so you have to do stuff like this and show up (laughs) and help promote promote (laughs) promote the record and you know what i mean like it's like you have to like if they're investing in you well then you have to help them try and sell the record i suppose you know and uh, do you enjoy doing that or do you uh, are you kind of like with the spotify thing you just want the music out there like no i i used to hate any promotion um and i don't exactly love it now but i i definitely see it as i don't resent it as much or something so it's like you know and it's now it's it's you know it's it's obviously you know it's a it's 
nice that people want to fucking talk about your music or whatever like i have it you know give you their time to help you promote your music get it to more people you know it's like it's yeah like i don't it's it's like it's amazing that there's people helping you do it right you know get press people and you know help people to to help you get it on the radio get it to more people i mean surely that's something that you're happy happy about you know yeah yeah or you might as well give up um one line in the press release about uh light lightning caught my eye it was uh and it's about a night of adventures after missing a bus trip home from galway i was just wondering like what happened in that miss bus bus trip back in Galway. <laughs> well, it, was two Galway? Friends, it was two friends it was probably about seven years ago it was kind of classic rollover i was coming from my I, my sister's wedding was in galway and we were in a hotel in galway and the end of the wedding had completely went down and the family singing song, sing song everyone had gone to bed and two of my friends were in galway in the beer house in a lock-in and Ooh. i was like what a good place to yeah. be in a lock-in <laughs> yeah so i ended up kind of going do you know what i think you yeah, have a bit left in the tank here and then we ended up on a bit of a of a an adventure and they they ended up missing the half a train back to dublin which that was that became this mantra we actually have a song called the half a train as well it's kind of like a like pet shop boys or something like that uh but yeah there's it was you know i mean it's again it's quite an abstract take on that um on that night but it's like uh yeah, when you do press releases and you know and all this stuff, you have to try and give something, something for people to write about. So I don't. Know. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's it's a nice little document of that night in some ways, I suppose. Uh, with sing songs and stuff, family sing songs. Is there like, oh, David, you'll give us a song. You'll give us a song. Um, yeah, well, it's it's actually hard to get a look in a lot of the time with oh, yeah. the, all the kid uncles and cousins and. Um, like yeah my dad and his four brothers are all like all singers and big singers you know so like i'd be i would have been when i was starting to play the guitar i was so shy and i i would play my own songs you know like a 30 interview playing it's one of my own and i'd spend about 20 minutes tuning the guitar and by the time i got to playing all the uncles had left except for my godfather liam maybe be still sitting there and like out of some sense of duty to uh yeah so uh maybe a bit more now there's a couple of songs there's one song on the new album actually that's a little, the song of two birds which is kind of a that's a bit become a, a big one at the family sessions which is really nice there's a whistling part where everyone kind of joins in and um, so it's good to have one on there for the uncles you know like yeah no track nine track nine oh jesus no, track nine no, that's, just, that's a good one that's good track nine <laughs> don't know about the rest of them but yeah, track nine's good yeah um so like what's the plan for the year ahead i know when you're releasing the album it's like a week after the choice prize ceremony new jackson's nominated for that so that's gonna be like a good good week or two weeks yeah yeah i mean it's yeah it's a little bit embarrassing when you're in people's timelines all the time it's like jesus you're coming up with bleeding timeline all the time you know you just meet meet people out and you're just like yeah. so that's the double-edged sword of all that stuff it's just like you know ireland's so small and everyone you know and like the facebook thing and twitter is so omnipresent in everyone's lives that you feel like you're uh kind of annoying people i guess but it's it's a uh, 
or it's all getting a bit boring or something but yeah it's nice to have uh the choice thing would be a nice night out hopefully for uh it's good for all city to get something at the choice i guess it's kind of a you know for a label that wouldn't necessarily be associated with that neck of the woods it's um and yeah like it's you know it's just uh it's like i said it's just it is nice that things are coming out properly in spite of my kind of like slight aversion to the the <laughs> the public side of it it's like it is just something that you have to yeah you have to um keep you know appreciating the fact that that it's a yeah it's a it's a it's a good thing and uh and yeah go with it and and enjoy it but it's um yeah, it's just a relief in a way. First record, first album of mine to come out on vinyl since Square One, which is like fifteen years ago or something. Oh, wow. So it's like that's a big thing in itself for me. You know, like it's just getting it finished, getting it sounding good, getting it come out in vinyl and nicely presented and all that done, handled with care. You know, they're the things that make me really happy. Um, and having that kind of avenue for, you know future releases i suppose yeah. cool well i can't wait to hear it on vinyl uh it's come a long way like already yeah. just in the past year like you know from a week-long Bandcamp release to full fully yeah. fledged vinyl release so uh congratulations yeah. on that and uh good luck with the year. Well, thanks man